welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio in this exclusive Builder Funnel Radio original mini-series, Brand Camp, an immersive series on website UX UI. In this episode, we are bringing in Esther Nicely. And for those that don't know who she is, she is one of our inbound marketing strategists here at Builder Funnel and has been in the marketing world for a number of years. During her time in marketing, she developed an interest in UX and UI and eventually started doing freelance projects for friends and family, consulting on their overall site and navigation for UX UI. This interest eventually pushed her to begin pursuing a UX UI certificate with CalArts, which she is finishing up this year. Esther is super excited to be able to share even the smallest tips and tricks that can have a huge impact on the way users experience your site and how that can transform your marketing funnel to build trust with users from the get-go before they even make direct contact with you or your staff. In this episode, Esther and I go into examples of good and bad UX UI and how this can affect poorly on your site and ways to improve it. With that being said, let's dive into it. Hey guys, and welcome back on our mini series here, Brand Camp, an immersive series on website UX and UI. This episode, we're going to have Esther here. Esther, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Tyler. I'm excited to share some more details about UX UI. Yeah, I'm really excited about this one too. Uh, do you want to give a quick background of yourself? So I started getting interested in UX UI kind of when I began working in marketing four or five years ago. And I'm actually in the process of getting a certificate just online, but it's from CalArts. And so this is something I'm very passionate about. Right on. That's awesome. So if you didn't catch our first episode, we just kind of went over the basics with Caitlin on what is UX and UI and just why it matters. And this episode I'm really excited about. We're going to be kind of going over, it's going to be more of a visual episode, but we are going to go as in-depth as possible of good versus bad UX UI. And I don't know, do you want to kick it off, Esther? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, like you said, it's definitely more visual, but I think we can kind of describe the different issues that are good and bad, and we'll be able to think of things that we've experienced. And just to relate it to the construction industry, like I'm sure you guys understand when you have a poorly designed house, whether it's something, a hidden feature about where the plumbing goes or more obvious ones like a lopsided staircase. This is very similar to the way that UX UI happens, but it's this time on a website or an app. Yeah, I'm really excited. And I think there's a lot of good stuff here and just stuff to avoid. And we see it a lot and just stuff to avoid and stuff to include. So do you want to start off with some some examples here? Sure. So yeah, uh, I think first I want to walk through some of the common experiences that people have when they use websites that, you know, the good and the bad that we see, especially in the construction industry. Mm -hmm. So the first one is videos. You can use videos in a good way or you can use them in a bad way. One of the bad ways that often happen with videos is when you immediately turn on a site and the video is, you know, blasts, uh, the volume right when you hop on, maybe you're in a library just looking or on you don't your like that. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, uh, this comes up and so kind of cuts into the user's experience and their ability to navigate the site um, in the ways that they want. It can just be seen as disruptive and uh, potentially even disruptive for people who have uh, disabilities. So that's something to keep in mind. That's kind of like a bad example or a bad way to use yeah. videos. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely want to avoid that. And I don't know, I get I get like a memory of MySpace wherever you whenever you log on to someone's like web page or their site and then they're 
profile song starts playing, but that's completely irrelevant, but you want to continue with that. Yeah, no, no, exactly. And nowadays, you know, everyone even keeps their phone on silent. So it's just yep. something that you just don't want the video to be disruptive. You want it to in fact enhance the user's experience. And so one good way to use a video is um, you could have the video where the person has to press play on their themselves so they can do it when they're ready, adjust the volume. You know, they have the, the user has the control. Or if you have a video um, that loops kind of in what's called the hero image or the main image on the site that shows maybe some contracting work and it's just a looping video without sound, that usually is very visually enticing for the user. We find pretty low bounce rate on pages, you know, uh, bounce rate just being where people stay on the site for longer than 30 seconds to actually engage in the information. So that's a good way to use video in kind of UX and UI. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good example because I believe video is just so much more engaging too at the same time. And if you just have like a silent video playing in the background, it's just, it just kind of goes through your projects or whatever it does. It's just really engaging. It it, it excites the person I feel like too. Yeah. It makes them want to check out the other galleries and see the other work that you've done and gives them a sense of your style. So yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I was just wondering if say in, because I know videos can lower the web page speed in the masterclass. Would you guys go over like how you could avoid this or something like that? Yeah, that's a great, great point. So we will be discussing even more of the technical issues that you want to consider when having a video and having it done well for the user as experience on a website. And okay, speed is right. definitely one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, I know videos definitely do lower the speed down. So you do want to watch out for that at the same time. So, so moving into other topics, navigation, do you want to touch on that part? Yeah, absolutely. So navigation, as I'm sure you know, people are aware, is one of the main things that the user experiences in the ways that they experience the site. And so if your page structure is off in any small way, or for example, a, an example of bad kind of user experience would be the menu button is too small, especially if it's on mobile or you can't find it. More often, if the menu structures don't make sense, for example, maybe your blog is under your services page or it's just disorganized. So you want it to be both intuitive, but also you want it to follow kind of the standard protocols for where menu buttons are so that people, when they get on the site in the same way with every website, they feel familiar, they feel comfortable, they feel like they can get to the information that they need. So yeah, that's kind of an example of bad. Yeah, yeah. I feel like pretty much it would help if it's as simple as possible. And it's just, and as what other people are doing as well, just so it's what the user's used to doing. So it's, no, they're not going out of their way trying to do something new. So they don't have to learn something new. It's just, it's habit at that point, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And there's even debate, you know, which we'll probably get into further in the masterclass in the UX UI world about, should you keep the menu button, um, say it was your mobile device on the bottom where it's more reachable with your thumb, or do you keep it up top where everyone is used to having it? So, you know, there's some debate about those kind of minor elements, so to speak, but ultimately good user experience is easy to access. It's uh, for navigation, for anything, but for navigation, it's non-distracting. It helps, you know, it's in a place where people expect it and it's well-organized by topic uh, with the different drop-downs for the menu. 
Yeah, I feel like you could really get into the weeds there on making the best best possible scenario for the user. So yeah, there's probably a lot to talk about there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but the next thing that I want to discuss relates to kind of the different amount of clicks that it takes to complete an action. Like you okay. just said, Tyler, um, you mentioned simplicity in mm-hmm. relation to user experience. And it's not good considered good user experience when you know a person lands on the page and right when they land an ebook downloads, for example, or yeah. the page has a bunch of unrelated contents and links that aren't related to kind of the main topic that the initial page that they clicked on mentioned. You know, people's attention spans are just very short in this time because we're inundated with information. So we want to make sure that things are clear. You click through to the right button. It's not confusing. It's simple. But on top of that, you want to make sure that you're not taking too many clicks to get to what information you need either. Hey guys, I know that if you listen to Builder Funnel Radio, you are hyper aware of the fact that the way people shop and buy, it's changed dramatically over the years. And for the last 10 years, really since I started doing all this, helping my uncle's remodeling division scale up from about 2 million to 10 million, we've been helping remodelers and builders and contractors all over the country really refine their marketing systems. and. I recently decided to kind of bottle all of that up into my first book. And that book is called The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. And you can pick up a copy by going to the website, remodelermarketingblueprint.com. You can also search for it on Amazon or wherever books are sold online. But I highly recommend you go over to the website because we've got some cool book bonuses that go along with that if you pick up a few extra copies for your friends and colleagues or your teammates. So it would mean a lot to me if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or even just a few episodes, if you've ever gotten any value out of it, head over to remodelermarketingblueprint.com and snag your copy today. All right, let's get back to the show. Yeah, I feel like we're in a day and age where our attention span has gone down so much. It's it's insane how much it's gone down. So you really got to grab the attention right away and not deter it as much as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And like a good kind of user experiences, you know, it takes one to three clicks to get maybe a download that you might want or to get to the final contact page where you're submitting a form. Uh, But no more than that. And that's also something that Google takes into consideration with your SEO as well. Uh, Just the number, the way the page structure is set up on the back end, how many links you click through to get to what page and so forth and so on. So that is something that's important. Yeah, I definitely, definitely agree with that. And you always got to keep that in mind. So with CTAs, like, what do you want to make sure you include with that and what how do you make that as user-friendly as possible? Yeah, that's a great question. So CTA is basically for those of you who don't know stands for calls to action. There's all these you know different acronyms UX, user experience, UI, user interface, CTAs, calls to action. So anything that says like fill out this form, contact us, you know, you can have a click to dial button or maybe uh, check availability or download this uh, ebook, whatever it might be, it's calling the user to an action. And so 
A small example is, you know, maybe your phone number on your website, which is often in the upper right-hand corner, is not click to dial. So that's not great for mobile. You know, someone is, um, say they're waiting in line at the grocery store and they're just kind of like viewing different contractors that came across you, or maybe they're like, I know I have to call this, you know, person that's at an appointment. And then they go to your page and they try to click the phone number and then they have to toggle back and forth between, you know, entering the phone number um, or as opposed to being able to just click it and call and dial. So that's just even a basic one. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about what some larger ones are in the master class. I feel like that's a pretty big one. And a lot of people are, don't really think about the mobile app. And with our phones nowadays, every, like everyone's got high speed internet basically in their pocket. And a lot of the user usability is becoming on the mobile app or on your phone and just going on Safari or something like that, where you're going to the website and you just want to click and call that company. And, you know, some people might just overlook that and they might not even think to make it mobile friendly. So that's a really good point that you said there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, ultimately kind of the same theme throughout that we've been discussing, you want whatever the call to action is to be a clear, accurate description of what is going to happen for the user, whether it's, you know, contact us or, you know, uh, just the phone number to, to dial that clicks to dial and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. And you always want to make sure that you're trying to help out the user as much as possible to make it as seamless as possible for, for the user so they can get in contact with you. Is there anything else that you want to go over for CTAs or you uh, think you covered it? No, I think that's kind of the basics. Like I said, in the master class, we'll get into a little bit more in depth. Awesome. And then moving on to photos. Photos is a big thing too, because in definitely in this industry too, you're always trying to portray your brand and your pro- past projects and showing what kind of quality work that you do. And people really do come to your website to see what kind of work you do to see if you can deliver on their goals to achieve their dream home or kitchen or bathroom remodel, whatever it is. So um, let's touch on photos here. Yeah. So pretty much any user experience is not going to be good if the photos don't line up properly. The galleries are hard to navigate. I think we mentioned this earlier, they aren't loading in enough time. So you have to sit and wait. No information is at our fingertips. So we want it to be downloadable right away. So that's something that people might be on your site clicking around. Maybe they came across you from your rankings on Google. And then they're like, oh, well, this is taking forever to upload. I'm just going to check someone else out. <laughs> so that's something that you want to be aware of, just kind of in the simple ways that the galleries are set up. And that's obviously something that'll be more visual. We can get into further detail in the master class. But, you know, if it's good user experience, it means it loads quickly. It's easy for people to navigate the photos line up properly with the text. You know, their image size fits properly on with the dividers. All of those elements, you know, you want it to look good in a visual manner. And that is kind of like, you know, your resume, you want to print it off on nice paper. So mm-hmm. it's the same thing online. This is your online business card. And this is the fir- one of the first impressions that you're going to be giving a lot of your potential customers. So I feel like Amazon does a really good job with this where they have their grid and it's just all laid out really nicely and cleanly. And another thing I think they talked about is two seconds or something or something in that range where that's how long they you, they need everything to load. Because if it takes any longer, they're going to leave that site. And I've seen it where pictures, they 
they take five plus seconds to load. And at that point, it's you're just like, I don't want to wait for this anymore. So definitely in making sure your photos are loading fast and having them nice, nicely laid out in a gallery or whatever it may be. Yeah, absolutely. And Amazon, think about how much information they have to condense on one page and mm-hmm. still have it make sense, you know? So they're definitely someone to look at for that. Yeah, as well as <laughs> their servers are one of the top servers in the world. They like, you know, people can use them. And so those are one of the quickest ones, most reliable out there. So that's a good example. Yeah, I would assume they need that with the amount of traffic that they get. <laughs> Do you have any good examples of photos or anything in that range? Or It's kind of simply just the opposite of what's bad, you know? <laughs> Everything loads quickly. It's easy for people to navigate the different projects. Everything lines up. It's good for the mobile, the tablet, or the desktop. Most new websites at this point include all of that. There was a time period where older websites just didn't easily adjust to the different technologies that were coming down the road. And I guess that's possible that could happen in the future. But right now, as long as your website was made you know, relatively recently, you're not going to have any problems with most of that. Just make sure that you upload kind of gallery items that are the appropriate size. Awesome. Yeah, that's really good information. And I think, I think we, had, we covered a lot here. Uh, I don't know if you missed anything or you want to go back or say anything else that we may not have covered. I think the biggest things is that, you know, you as people in the construction industry know that being, having things look nice visually, having everything kind of aligned, clear cut, simple is important, especially the more elements you have to include, the more simple it needs to be. And so it's pretty much that same concept with websites. There's a lot of notes to be made about you know, what's good, what's bad, UX, UI, and a lot of what we've discussed is really visual. So I would recommend for that full experience to take the master class. So you'll be able to literally see what we're talking about and not just hear it. Yeah, I feel like with this stuff, it's a little bit more visual, but I, I feel like we did a good job explaining the goods, the bads, and actions that you can take with your website to improve it, to improve the user experience and just have an overall good time for the user. So just want to say thanks, Esther, for coming on this episode. I I feel like we had a lot of good information here. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, I mean, if you take some of these steps here where you just improve your little things, I I feel like the thing is make it as simple as possible. You don't want to overcomplicate it and you should be doing pretty good with your user experience. You don't want to give them extra steps to where the point they don't know what they're doing and they got to figure it out on their own. So make it as simple as possible and clean. Thanks for tuning in. Next episode, we're going to have you back on here, Esther. We're going to go over some easy web design tips to improve your site. I think there's going to be a lot of good stuff in that one. So thanks for tuning in and thank you for joining here, Esther. Yeah, looking forward to it. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in here for episode two on our four-part original mini-series here on Builder Funnel Radio. Esther brought a lot of good points here and a lot of good tips and tricks for good and bad UX and how you can improve on it. So I feel like a good takeaway here is just you're able to go back to your website and look through the examples that Esther did give for, say, photos or videos or CTAs and make sure that it's all user-friendly and the buttons are there. The buttons are nice and big and clickable. 
you don't want to have your videos playing or blasting music right when someone first comes onto your website. So I feel like these are really quick and actionable items that you can take from this podcast and just go and see how your website, if there is any actions that you do need to take and especially going onto your mobile site and making sure that your mobile site is user-friendly too, because this is a really big aspect and we'll be getting into that on episode four. So be sure to tune in then. Thanks for tuning in for episode two here. We'll be coming back on episode three with Esther here again. And thanks for tuning in. We'll see you then.